0: about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Day of the household of David. Be blessed. So what I'm going to do today is just to try and lay foundation and, and like I did for service. And um, we still have three more Sundays to look deeply into what we are talking about. But we have to start from somewhere. Amen. Praise the Lord. So Jesus, our final authority, and he was going to continue to be our foundation. So Matthew nineteen, let's do something from there that we didn't first service, and then we go a different line. This moment, the Bible says, I'm going to start from verse four, or let's start from three. And the Pharisees came unto him, tempting him, and saying to him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and he said to them, Have you not read? That he which made them, at the beginning made them male and female. Not male and male. And not female and female. Amen. So, Jesus started answering the Pharisees' question. They decided to ask him that, uh, is it okay to divorce for any reason? Or every reason, that's what he said. And Jesus said that, like I said, first service and... And in I'll go a different way. Jesus said, he didn't answer them yes or no. He could have said that no, it's right. Or no, it's wrong. Or yes, it's right. But if you are very familiar with Jesus' way of answering questions in the book, you will discover that Jesus never most times gave a direct answer because Jesus, instead of answering you at surface level, will go to deeper issues while you are asking that question. So what they needed to hear was not yes or no. What they needed, Jesus wanted to, wanted them to understand the origin of that question. So Jesus answered and said to them, the first thing Jesus said, have you not read? When we talk about marriage, this is the same answer that the master is giving to every woman every now and then. Whatever you say to the master, it will say that have you not read? That means, are you not informed? Don't you know? Haven't you understood? Have you not read? Now the next thing follows. Have you not read what? Have you not read one? Then, number two, what are you reading? So, let's read further. He said, Have you not read that he that made them? So, Jesus is saying that what you need to know is the fact that he that made them at the beginning made them male and female. He's trying to establish one very important point here, or two things. Number one, he made them male and female. Number two, the real answer to anything about marriage has to be from the beginning. If the beginning is not understood, you have missed the foundation. There's nothing you build on it that will stand. For if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So let's go on. Uh, next verse. He said, For this cause, shall a man leave his father? Shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife? And the two of them shall become one. <laughs> well, if you are a man here, yeah, you are not ready to leave your father and your mother. You are not ready for marriage. The Bible is not even saying that a woman should leave. Interestingly, it is women that leave. But the Bible says that a man should leave his father and his mother. What does that mean? A man should not be controlled by his parents anymore when he married. That is the truth. Anyway, but this is not, we will look into that. I am hoping that when we get to finances and some other things, that we will have some other people talk about some other parts of it. Because I can't do it all. Some are grace in some areas, in this room, and this one, I feel they should help us talk about certain things about budgeting and planning because we are looking at a whole lot of things. So, I will talk about the spiritual part and lay the foundation. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So, there, the, Jesus said, "For this cause." I won't go back to this. Even though this is supposed to be for married people, you can get the message of the first service to understand. I said a lot about this, because this, this, this for this course is written about three times in the Bible. So it's in Ephesians 4.30 also, that for this course a man shall live. So Ephesians listed some things and said for this course. So this also scripture was written, uh, is written in Genesis chapter 2, when Almighty God, so God said for this course a man shall live. When God created a woman and brought a woman to man, He ended by saying that for this course a man shall live his father and his mother. Jesus is saying the same thing, Paul said the same thing. So God said it, Jesus said it, Paul said they all said for this cause, for this cause, for this cause. That, that means you must understand for which cause. And that's what we are trying to look at today. So Jesus said, He that made them at the beginning made them male and female. He said, I haven't understood the fact that this thing started from the beginning and it was supposed to be between male and female. Now, Maybe next we look at male and female. That's how we begin to get to understand the roles of individual parties involved in marriage. That's what, if they are male and female, it's just not saying male and female. We need to understand what who is a male and who is a female from God's own perspective. Because that will help husband and wife very well to understand the harmony that should be in marriage. But that's not my focus today. There are many men that they do not know exactly what the Bible says who a man should be. Or what God says about a man. And there are many women also. And in the context of marriage, you must understand the responsibility placed on a man in marriage and the responsibility placed on a woman in marriage according to God's standard. But that's not where we are going today. So that's the meaning of saying that he that made them their roles are not the same, they are not the same, they are going to be one, but they are not the same. So he said, It that made them made them male, not understanding that somebody in the marriage is male, somebody is female, alone will rob the marriage of the joy that should come from the marriage. Are you following me? But that's what the focus. That's the way we're going to say because so many men don't know that they are the men and the women, some men don't know that they are the women. So Jesus said that you must understand. That clearly from the beginning, the roles will be separated. He that made them male and female, accept and sit down with that. But we look at that another day. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Then Jesus said that when you understand that, then you can go to the next verse. That means anybody who has known that should not understood it, should not venture into marriage. Because this is the only way you should approach somebody and go to the altar. He said, For this cause a man shall lean. When you fully understand who a male is and who a female is, then you can go into my. That's what Jesus is saying. But for what we are looking at this morning, Amen. He said, and then the two shall become one. And then, because I was just major what are you reading? Number six. Wherefore, there are no more two but one flesh. What therefore has God has joined together? Let no man put... <laughs> we are going to get into some serious things as the days are coming by. Uh, You know, I've joined quite a number of people at the wedding. I want to ask you a question. Do you think everybody pastor pronounces as husband and wife are truly joined by the Lord? We will look at that another day. And let me say this one from the beginning. Sincerely speaking, if you are wrongly joined, you have a problem for the rest of your life. Except God will have mercy on you. With is, hand he can recreate and he can transform and it can do everything. But please don't get it wrong. I said I want the singles that those who are married, mercy of what can be extended to us and God can actually is true, he can create second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chance. So he can actually because people get into marriage, get into warfare. Look, it is true that energy is neither created nor is converted from one form to another. Sometimes the energy used to you need to pursue your career, you can to fight a battle for the rest of your life in marriage. When you are wrongly attached to somebody, then there will be a problem. It will rob you of strength to run the race that is set before you in life. I wonder why people don't sit down to tell this before saying that this person, I want to join myself to. Some will treat their husband forever. He has become somebody that they will be treated like a, like, 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 like a patient in the hospital. Every prayer, is sent, every prayer is about him. Everything is about him. And forever they live with that, but Satan has kept them busy. And the and that is set before them, the joy of this world, they cannot experience it. They are busy fighting a the battle they will never win. As they finish praying about, for him about this, this one will come up. As the man is fighting about this, the man is praying, oh God, my wife. And then somebody just told me a part of this story. I didn't even know. Somebody told me just after service. He said, Pastor, what you said for service? Very powerful. A guy not married. He said, I once brought a guy to you. He said, I said, You know the guy. I said, I don't. He said, You spoke to him once. That I told him to come to this church. He so saw he goes to a church and I think they met in that church and everything and you know, but she doesn't. He came to see me once. I can't even remember the guy. He said, it was telling me, said you know the guy has died. I don't matter what he told me through that time was that he was never happy. This guy quiet was telling me he said I see, pastor. Every day I saw the guy, we said that you know what I'm not happy in my marriage. She doesn't talk to me. We don't pray. We don't talk at all. And she was still playing a prominent role in the church. The guy dwelt on that so much and died. Hallelujah. But that's an extreme example, but the sincere truth is that there have been many people in life who are just around that average just there. Because there is a kind of mismatch. And it has given them a very faulty start. So others are starting very well. If you are running 100 meters and you don't start, it might be difficult to finish. It's too short to correct some error. You can correct a marathon but in 100 meters, the speed is I mean, You don't. So anyway, are you following me? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Your car cannot run as it should run. If the four tires are four different sizes. Your bicycle can never achieve the speed it should achieve. If the tire at the front is double the size of the one at the back. You can't speed like other people. Are you understanding what I'm saying? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so Jesus said, What God has just let man put asunder. Now the Pharisees defended themselves. Next verse. And they said to him, why did Moses then command us to give her a divorcement bill? That means, they answered the first part of his question. He said, have you known? He said, we have read. We have read Moses. We have read. When you ask people that, what do you know about marriage? What are people know what their parents told them. What their friends told them. What society or what you think you know. Exam as a way of showing you whether you truly know what you claim to know. Before examination, anybody can claim. You know, you think you know certain things until they say the question and you look. <laughs> sir, I'm sure you understand better. Sir. You're a lecturer, sir. You lecture people they are not in the head of the class. When you set the exam, everybody will know. <laughs> Amen. Especially when you're supposed to give a chorus, and everybody will give a chorus answer together. I said, you, well, you remember those days in primary school? Two times two, four, two. Three. I remember by primary one, we will stop around two times six. 2 times 6 is 12. We, the rest, we just it's just a rhyme. Th- and then we continue like that, you know. Only 5 will know it. The rest of us will just be patching up. And then the teacher will say, okay, you, 2 times 9. <laughs> then you start looking. chorus answers are sweet, you know. They, they hide everybody. At times, even in class, the lecturer will say something, people will laugh. Somebody didn't hear what the man said, and we we'll start laughing. You've read the story for when they call it, now ask his neighbor, sorry, everybody was laughing, one of them just say, sorry, what did he say? Because he saw his father laughing hysterically, he was me too, I did here. I just started laughing. <laughs> and they asked the next person, what did he say? He said, me too, I didn't hear, I would just say, I don't know. <laughs> Amen. And there will be examinations in life. So they said to him, that we have read Moses. So the starting point of this, our teaching, is to begin to challenge all married people that are here. On what is your marriage based upon? Moses or Jesus? There are three types of marriages. I've told them, I told them for service three types. Jesus decided to refer them to Genesis chapter 2 for a reason. There is Genesis chapter 2 marriage. I will look at that in a while. There is Moses' type and then all other types. Moses is actually part of all other types. But I want to separate because a little. So they told Jesus, we've read Moses. Say, Moses, okay, why did Moses say we should divorce the person? Because what Jesus said to them was strange to them. It was different from what Moses told them. And Jesus said, you know what? <laughs> Amen. Next verse. It said that Moses, because of the hardness of your heart. This is a strong word. Jesus said, you know what? You guys are hard. You are hard. He said, what you read in Moses is a substandard version of the original copy. He said, Moses saw that you were not willing to accept the original copy because your heart is hard. The same thing is happening now. Sear thou any Christian brother or sister whose marriage is not based on the principles of the word of God. It is hardness of the heart. It can come from culture. There is a mentality you have adopted and you are not willing to shift it. The world of work can't adjust it. There is a way you see women. When you say that the Bible doesn't see women that way, you won't change your stand. It is called hardness of heart. Hallelujah. There are women, even in the church, they have made up their mind. They will forever keep secret from their husband. It is hardness of the heart. you made up your mind. No matter what they say, the mentality is that men are not worth telling everything, so you keep some hardness of heart, so Jesus said that when Moses saw that you wouldn't accept God's original that, he did an version. he just decided to give you guys a substandard version of the original thing, they were sure to hear that they saw Moses came down from the mountain, actually Moses did as if God told him to tell them all the laws, now we are beginning to see how faulty the law Moses was Moses brought these things down after four days of fasting and prayer from the mountain, but Jesus said that it was not God, it was Moses Hallelujah. There is marriage according to culture and tradition. But like I said in the morning, everybody quickly realized that culture is fading away. And if Christians begin to build doctrines on culture, cultures or men, it will fail. Because when our forefathers were setting standards for marriage, they did not anticipate internet. The roles of men and women were clearly defined in those days. Men will go to farm, women will stay at home and pound the for them to eat. And it was very easy for marriage to settle today. Women were not, there was no women movement. There was no women were not, they didn't expect women would become CD, MD, CEO of companies. Women were not doing any gathering around. They would just stay at home. And, so once you wanted to marry there, you would know that you would just marry and be cooking for your husband. And be bearing children. And in African traditional society, the primary role of a woman is to give back to a child. So loving a woman was second. She must, that's why, if she didn't give back a million, the man would divorce her and marry somebody else, or marry a second wife. You understand what I'm saying? You've seen that I'm in Yoruba films. So, the main reason why people married there was not really love, it was more of you must bear children. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, I don't know if your tribe, but it was common Yoruba tribe. Up to now, some still have that mentality. So, that is why, if after six years she does not have a child, they will marry a second wife. Because according to them, the most important thing between you and me is that you must produce children. But that is not God's standard. Now that's where you begin to that every culture has some defects in them. Because in the white community it's not so. Children is not their own priority. A white couple can marry and not even have a child. They don't raise prayer points about fruit or the womb in America. I have never attended a church there with fruit or the womb. If you are, as a pastor, you go there, you ask people to come out for them. Only those who come out to African-Americans. The white will not come out. Because they don't see any prayer in that fruit of the womb. Why? Some of them, even the fruit is there. They don't want the fruit to come out. (laughs) You understand understand what I'm saying? A white man will buy a dog and it's okay. He doesn't want to have a child. So it's not an issue there. They tend to love their wife. They are more committed to love than childbearing. Africans are more committed to childbearing than love. Praise the Lord. But you saw the culture did not foresee that there will be internet, women will be going to offices, women will be driving, that are some cases, some women will be providing for their husbands and all those things. They didn't know that women will join to share the budget, that women, some wives will be even, they will see their husband and what. They didn't know all that. But you see, the word of God, remember, God is not only only the Alpha, he is the Alpha and what? Omega. He sees the end from the beginning. He saw the end. He saw the end of civilization. In spite of what he saw, he still said that this is the standard. And this standard will work any day, any time. Hallelujah. Amen. So God's standard is still working. Every other thing will fail with time or fail with... This is one of the things about God. It will not fail with time or fail with location. Some things will work in some areas. They will fail in some other areas. But God's word works everywhere. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. So the Bible says for this cause, so they said Jesus said that Moses because of the hardness of your heart he permitted you. Then Jesus emphasized he said but from the beginning it was not so. So the fundamental principle, the most important thing in understanding marriage is that you must go back to the beginning. Jesus bypassed Abraham. He bypassed everybody. He bypassed Moses and connected them back to the beginning. He said that after Genesis chapter 2, something happened to marriage. Everything that happened to marriage is not part of the original version. So Jesus said, let's leave Abraham alone. Let's leave Moses alone. Let's leave all the prophets alone. Go back to the beginning. He said, because all of them gave you marriage of the top time. But I'm going to show you the original copy. So he told the Pharisees. He said, you know what? Thank God you read Moses. At least you know something. But what you know is Moses is not God's will." He said so from the beginning. It wasn't so. So, we have to look at marriage at the beginning. <laughs> but there's something I want to say to this morning. So, all these three weeks we are going to be looking at, I want to talk from John chapter 4. The title of the short message today, this introduction about where I want to go and end today is the wine. Everybody say the wine. The wine. I'm not saying go and drink wine after supper, i just say <laughs> Let's read John chapter 4. I love this place, and it's a good starting point. Are you following me? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, Lord Jesus. When we're praying this morning, let the leaders to pray. There are marriages that are doing well now. The Lord said, pray that con- they continue to do well forever. Because sometimes people wait until something goes wrong before they start praying. So there is a after there is a, after they are, there's a kind of prayer that you pray for the future. Jesus looked at Peter and said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you. It's not going to happen now. It's his plan. He said, but I've seen it and I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. Peter started arguing because at that time, there was no way anybody could tell him that he would do what he did. So he said, me? Satan desires. desired to have you. Satan can't have me. <laughs> he said, I swear, if others forsake you, I will not. Jesus said, I what, want elders see sitting down. Even if you use helicopter view, we will go see him. Peter, Jesus just left him alone. The next thing they saw, by the time they think, by the time he heard the they, they heard the voice of the call the third time, he said, ah, okay, the master saw it. That was what saved Peter. He would deny the master, but he did not die like Judas. Satan had Judas, but nobody prayed for Judas. Are you with me? That is why, you know, God's definition of your faith will not fail is actually very funny. The guy denied Jesus time, Jesus did, still didn't count it as failure. Because he was redeemed at the end of the day. I have found that, that when people secretly come and when people have prayed for them. That's the truth. You've read it before now. Herod arrested James and just beheaded him. And said, when he saw that he pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter. But the Bible said constant prayer. There was no record of anybody praying for James. It was when James died that it occurred to people that see. you think because James had supernatural anointing God was that, And that's what people do all over the world make no mistake about this. If you are praying for Christians, if you are praying for the church, if you are praying for men of God, you will not be running your mouth against. What to seriously pray and intercede about, you won't talk any about it. All those guys who make noise on Syria, be that they are not part of the church. They have no plan to build the church. They are being used by the enemy to want to wreck the church. Is the church guilty of some things? Yes, no doubt. But is, is that the way that, we, is, does that solve anything? They are shutting down evangelism. Innocent people want to preach, Is making, they are making, haven't gone out to preach to people, I start telling you that church is all about money. As it happened to you? It's happened to some of us many times. Because of what their hands on what people say. They don't know what they are. You are you robbing Jesus of the souls that he died for by going to talk. If you don't like what goes on in your church, pack your load and go elsewhere. It's very simple. But to go and say I mean that you are not you are not bringing down that particular church. You are attacking all of us. Even those who are doing their best to do it well. You are attacking them. Because the people out there don't separate us. Once you carry your back, you want to say you started all these pastors. So there's no separation. God will help some of our brethren to understand the ground. So I people stand before the children of God and wish to enter that ground. They think they are the activists talking. Yeah, 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 this, one, this, one, this one, They will understand. Jesus never said, He didn't say to Paul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Or why are you persecuting my people? He said, Why are you persecuting me? Every statement made against Christ is against Christ. Anyway, that's not our focus today. I hope, I hope our brethren will understand this. Anyway, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yes, Praise the Lord. Yes, <laughs> Amen. Oh, oh, Where's that stop? What led me to that? Eh? Okay, John 4. Yeah, let's see John 4. <laughs> are you following me? Is somebody getting this? It's going to be a glorious day for everybody here. So I said that when we're praying, the body, Lord led us to pray that even marriage homes that are doing well, we should pray for them. That they should continue to know. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. John 11. If anyone believes in me, though he be dead, he shall live. And if anyone that is alive believes in me, he shall never die. That means if there is a situation that is down, he said it will come alive. When the name of Jesus is pronounced on it. And he said, when the situation is already working, it will never go down. Say Amen. amen. So if there are homes that are experiencing some troubles, under that, that scripture, the joy of the Lord will come into them as we pray for them. Amen. And if there are those who are already full of joy, the joy will never depart from their home. That's the main of that scripture. Praise the Lord. Or oh, that's part of the application. Amen. The Bible said that when, no, I want to go to where he started talking with the woman. Uh, she is that from verse, uh, I'm going to verse 13, but I want to start from the beginning. Amen. Oh, that's a John, for, no, let's start from John 2, for we we'll go back to this. we we'll just look at John 4, 13. But let's look at John chapter 2. I love the scripture from the beginning. Hallelujah. Have you ever wondered, and on 30, there was a marriage in Canaan, Galilee. So, we are looking at Genesis chapter 2, the first time marriage, the first marriage in the Bible. For this cause, a man shall leave his father. And we are going to get some there. I spoke to the singles in first service about the pattern of making a choice. But all of you, I assume, because I'm going to marry people, you've already made your choice. And your choice is good, I'm sure. <laughs> Amen. On the third day, there was a wedding, marriage at uh, uh, Canaan of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. Oh, thank God that this man called Jesus to his marriage. Let Jesus be in your marriage. Say amen. 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. So Jesus was called to the marriage and verse 3, and they wanted wine. And the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Hey. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's read on verse 4. Jesus said to a woman, What have I to do with thee? My hour is yet to come. Verse 5. And his mother said unto his servant, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Verse 6. And then there was a say, and then there was a, next one, 7. And he said, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. I want you to pay attention to three things. The wine finished. Jesus' mother said, They, they have no wine. Jesus said, Okay, I'm not. Then later he said, Okay. Then the mother said, Whatsoever. Jesus responded when the mother said, Whatever it tells you to do, do. Jesus responded. When the mother first said, They have no one again, they said, Well, they have no one. I'm not going to do anything about it. Then the mother turned to the people and said, You know what? Whatever it tells you, that the secret of bringing Jesus in is to be willing to do whatsoever He says. There will be radical transformation in homes. When husband and wives prepare To do whatsoever he says And you let the hardness of your heart go That's why I started from that So remember If you don't remember anything I will complete this one now Remember where we started from Matthew 19 Should a man divorce by Jesus Did answer yes or no Because that was the question was not the problem But the origin of the question He said that what have you read And they said they read Moses. And Jesus said, from the beginning it was not so. Listen, every ideology, every kind of idea that people might say, that people have on marriage, they belong to Moses or to other means. From the beginning it was not so. And if you had your heart against what Jesus has to say, you will be holding on to something else. There is a way so many men treat women. It is outside the provision of God. You are following Moses or following culture or following what you read from your friends. Every man is reading something or has read something, but it's about whether what you have read has eternal values or not. Every woman has read something. The way to treat a man, don't tell the man the whole truth. All those things that we have received from culture and tradition or from Moses. They are all wrong. So Jesus proved that point. That from the beginning. That if you want to understand a healthy marriage according to God's standard. Go back to the beginning. Hallelujah. Mm. I am reading this passage to say that if there is already a crack in the marriage. Or it has fallen apart completely. You can rebuild again. That's why I am reading where the wine finished. Interesting, the first miracle happened on the wedding day. There is something about God and marriage. Now, let's, let's read on. So, they said, whatever he says, do it. And then Jesus told them to fetch water. Verse 7. And then they took him to the wine. Now, verse 8. I'm more concerned about the answer of this governor. And this is where I want to do it and I will close. <laughs> and he said to them draw the wine and bear to the governor of the feast, and they bear it. Verse 9. When the ruler of the feast has tasted that water that was made, I knew not where he came from, but the servant knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom. He didn't call those who brought the wine to him. Some guys fed the wine. He called the bridegroom. This is man to man talk. And he told the guy what is happening with many lives. Listen to this. (laughs) A lot of people need to hear this thing that I'm saying. Hallelujah. He said every man. Everybody say every every man. But I found out that my name is not every man. He said, every man, he called the Greek circle. Oh, yeah, you are the one getting married today. Let's tell you one thing. He said, Come, 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 come. Physically, he was talking about wine. But prophetically, you can understand what they were saying. He was telling the guy exactly the reality of many people after getting married. He said, Every man does send for the good wine. They bring out the good wine first. He said, When people are drunk, then which is worse? Thou hast kept the good wine. So, hey. Hallelujah. You know what Jesus did? He reversed the order. He brought the sweetest wine last. Because God's standard is always different from men's standard. But the groom, the, the governor of the party, who was a veteran in marriage, told the new couple, the new husband, come, let me tell you what happens in marriage. We bring out the good wine first. When we are drunk, <laughs> then the bad wine will fall. He said, that is what every man does. Haven't you seen this in the society? Have to see where when you are, when it starts they open the door for the woman. Every man the good wine first. That is when nothing she says can annoy you. You remember, if you plan to spend fifty thousand on an outing with her, and what she points to is hundred thousand, you smile. Every man the good wine. Are you are you with me? the first two weeks of your marriage, no matter what, when food was not ready or time, you were singing with her in the kitchen to encourage her <laughs> you found yourself perching on the table in the kitchen all kinds of gist until the food would be ready every man the wine and when she saw the food, no matter the taste of the food, you will use sweet words to oppress the food more. sweet words, sweeter than the food itself Oh, this food is the best. Every man, when you see our parents, our siblings, you treat them with dignity and respect. The first time you went to our house, you greeted everybody. You pursued until you enter the ground. Frustrating. <laughs> oh, the mom looks so sweet. Every word she said was wonderful. You're here. You love all our friends. She said, Let's move by six. You go there quarter to six. By 6.15 she was still dressing up and you waited because you were playing the way. I want to be where you are. So while wait time, you 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 refuse to get angry. Hallelujah. Oh, you said bye-bye at nine o'clock. You came back nine thirty again. Say oh, I forgot to say bye-bye. Say, but you said it. You were happy. She was your adorable princess. She was everything. You you didn't know Jack all your life. About to compose poem, but you became a poet all of a sudden because of her. You are walking on the street without thinking. You can construct a poem from the moon in the night as you are walking. Because of her. It's as if her presence does you like, right? you know. And now you are in. Early in the morning, you wake up to make coffee for her while she's still on the bed. The good wine. She's iron. you collect the iron from her. Let me help you to iron. You, it, you want you to wear the same clothes. You must wait for her every night and day. Joyfully you introduce her to all your friends. This is my wife. This is my wife. That, that group was They say, every man brings for the good wine. <laughs> but when the good wine is not based on Christ, good wine will finish. Because it is of man. John four thirteen. Let's dash there quickly and see something. John four thirteen. We come back here. Uh, (laughs) Look at what Jesus said. You know, this is the story of Jesus and the the woman, the prostitute that he met at the well of Samaria. Jesus said to the woman, This is a very powerful word. Jesus, you know, Jesus said, Give me water. He said that they started Jesus now said to her. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall test again. Whatever is of man, we finish. Jesus said to the man, you think I need water, I'm I'm, I'm trying to use water to establish a conversation between me and you. He said, this water you are drawing, anybody who drinks it, it will finish one day. Then Jesus said, verse 4, He said, but whosoever drinketh of the water, (laughs) that I shall give. Jesus is giving a guarantee here, which I said earlier, that a marriage that is based on Genesis chapter 2, the wine never finishes. Can I hear a man? Yeah. Everyone asks, you know, when you buy something, they give you a warrant. Everyone has a lifetime warrant that nothing happens to a marriage that is based on this principle. When you hear of a pastor divorce or anybody, they are moved away from that principle. It's not about title, it's it's open for once you don't pray by it, the wine will finish. Now listen to me. That question that the Pharisees asked that should a man put away his wife for any reason. I explained it deeper for service. Hear me very well. The final put away is divorce. That word put away is deeper than divorce. There are all kinds of put away. Some have been put away sexually. There are people who are married. I spoke to a woman. Three years, no sex. The husband has some other girlfriend that Gallimanti ran with in town. Three years. She's been put aside. So that put aside that Jesus was, the question was answering. It's not divorce only. Put aside can be many things. Some are put aside financially. Some are put aside in terms of communication. It has become monosyllable in the house. Where are you going? Out. What are you coming? Later. Uh, 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 Do you want to hear What should I make for you? Whatever. If that is happening between the man and the woman, the woman has been put aside emotionally. That is quite common in Africa. Because of culture and family, we are afraid to divorce many people. When you say divorce rate is high in America... It is because they are more sincere, you know. They don't care. They don't say. Don't even know their neighbor anywhere. Nobody said anybody. When you marry and then your parents don't even know your house. You know all those things. And you meet a person on the street. You just turn the person to a church and then in two weeks you can marry. I know they are all wedding You don't come and eat rice and take. I mean, they just cut cake and some do elaborate wedding, but most of them just wear. You, know, you see, you see the film. So people just enter church with two friends and then they get married. So because I mean, it happens so quickly, you can also end so quickly. It is here that we start calling you, you know, why are you? So they don't send there, nobody cares. You live in the house, you don't talk to anybody. Your, your, your neighbor doesn't talk to you. So why you want to tell somebody to go get lost? That, that's the end. You go go and see lawyer, file for divorce and everything, and then they share your property, and that, that ends in there. So nobody cares. And it is what has crept into the church in mean, Let me tell you the truth. The white community was not like that at the beginning. Every community, it is, that, those are the other side of civilization. When I was growing up in Nabi if a, a funny person came to our streets, everybody will know that that guy is strange. He's not one of us. Many of you grew up in communities like that also. You could count everybody here area. Before something bad will happen, you will point it out. My neighbor could beat me if I did something wrong and my parents were not around. So many people watching you. So you could not live any house like that. And nobody, my parents are around. Nobody cares. No. People care. We have some senior brothers that will carry belts, and they will tell your parents later that I saw him doing this, so I beat Your parents will thank them. How <laughs> many understand what I'm saying? So you know, you know, in Nigeria, it's not even like that again now. Things are changing. So, where till we live in areas now where we don't talk to ourselves? And it is, you see, yes, talking like that can bring gossip, but it also has a lot of advantages. They said that the community in Italy that they have the oldest people. In that community, they are giving their word Or People live longer there than any other community in the world. They have a lot of men above 80, 90, and as LDs, a community in Italy. The first thing they know about them is that it's still a community. They still discipline people there. All young people still respect older people. They say, sir, and use my. They kept that culture. Is that not what the Bible says, honor your parents, that you may live long. The Bible is correct even in the time of civilization. So in the name of civilization, when people begin to run their mouths, they know. So even you are just 21 and then your parents can't talk to you, nobody can talk to you again. Because you, you are a graduate and you have oil company you are paying you one million per month and because and so what. They might be literate over there and they call bad and they call you a call you and you are cutting phone on you and anyhow. Maybe because they depend on you for money. You send money to their account and so what. What are they going to share? That because of that you want to, you know, just that... Uh, uh, and when you go for family meeting Because you are the one that gives most Even your senior will start telling them You will talk anyhow Listen to me If you are here you are the last born You are the third born There are people before you And you seem to be doing better in life Than those who are before you Don't rub it on their faces Be wise It's a solid advice Count every blessing as an opportunity If you are not the first born Let the first born start the meeting Don't start those things Look, money. We want to give you that kind of assay. Reject it. It might even be because you just gave them money. Maybe this one's daughter was doing a wedding, and you sent money to them, and you show up. They try to give you that position, that come. Tell them no. Money is here. This is his position. Just re- reject it. That's way, your prosperity will last. Many people do not know the origin of their problem. It's not devil. It is some of these things that we are talking about. Hallelujah. It's not some, some brethren can afford data that now. That's why they go on Facebook and abuse every church. I abuse everybody. That just talk. You don't, you know. You, you. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, one young pastor, a young guy, and a two pastor, coming up on Facebook, and he used this expression that if his head was correct, he would not be telling women that all oh, this nonsense, these are great, these are some of these. Funny Grant, to call themselves uh, to say, uh, preaching some you know erratic stuff and, and he was saying that even if you disagree with man doctrinally, you are just in your twenties, you are talking to a man that is almost 80, using that expression as if he said was correct. What is wrong with our generation? And he's supposed to be a pastor. So people are sitting there in the church listening to him in the name of he said the truth, he's fixing those men. When you fix fixing them, number one, you can't fix anybody, you will understand. You still have fifty years to catch up with this age. Watch how people will dishonor you. But see, you can't tell them right now because they feel that is I, I told what it was even going to Bible with that Paul the book, Peter. How old was Peter? When did they book each other? And that does that mean Paul doing it, does that make you it right? It's not a scriptural fact, it was a, a historical fact. Paul, later in the Bible, acknowledged that he made some mistakes. So, that's what is that natural apostle. So it's not a scripture. Because what the scripture says is that respect elders. Paul told Timothy, the same Paul that he said did that, told Timothy later. He said, do not bring an accusation against an elder. He told him. Timothy was the pastor of a 20,000 church in Ephesus. And Paul said that you are 20 years old. When an elder does something, don't talk any out to an elder. Paul told Timothy that. It's a gener- See, I'm one of those ones that are here. Don't be part of all this noise around. Noise here, noise there. Some just like to create trouble and shout and say things. I'm saying again that, has the church done everything correctly? No. The body of Christ in Nigeria has made a lot of mistakes. Yes. Yes. New churches are rising up. God is correcting the mistake. not so your position to start running your mouth. I can tell anybody anywhere now under the sun right now that one of the things that Nigerian churches need to get fully into is the matter of welfare. I can say clearly that one of the places where we have gotten it wrong is the fact that we have not adopted the culture of sharing and communicating, sharing among ourselves. That's the truth. And the reason is that there is too much competition among churches. So in the area of taking care of the poor, sharing and communicating, the church in Nigeria, we have not done too well. And I include myself. And God is correcting the other. People should begin to do that. But it's not the position of people to be talking and be saying things. Every young... The people I pray with, my friend, we, we already know the next phase of what Christians should get involved with. Like that. Now we are beginning to know now that sometimes, you see, it is good to train people to exercise their faith. But it's not against God when you also help them financially. So that's what we are saying. Make no mistake about soluble. We need yet forever. But it's a question of there are many buyers who don't need it because of competition. I mean, I have passed through many land. that you see churches writing that this land belongs also church for university. Ten years, they've not built anything. Maybe there are two billion that can they are saving more to get the level billion to build because we the people build. And they think winners is really because of university. That's two billion that can they should be one billion, they use it to build houses for the people that are poor in the church. So that, I know that we have missed it in that point. Nobody is talking of building our speech. Everybody wants to. Because we like to copy. And we copy because we like to compete. Hallelujah. It's also the reason why churches bring comedians to come and entertain on Sunday. But it's a bit of who gathers the most crowd. And you bring a comedian and then the guy messes you up tomorrow. And all those things. I I address workers on all these things. They should get the church. Church is a place of prayer. My house shall be called the house of prayer for all men. The word of God. There's nothing wrong with comedy. If you go and watch comedy on your own, there's nothing wrong with comedy. But you see, let's separate what is only from in the church. Everything has purpose. If you see that you ask in the name that you are watching comedy, there's nothing wrong. Even if you go for a thousand thousand, there's nothing wrong. Actually sitting and watching comedy at home. But when we bring it inside church, as the only thing we do to substitute for the world, we have a problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the churches we have many things to come and there will arise people will correct all these things. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> when the wine is sweet. When the wine is sweet. So we read, we read in John 4, 13. Jesus said that everybody, He said, the water. Jesus was telling the woman, I am not begging you for water. He said the water will give you. Because if it's of God, it lasts forever. He said the water will give you, will become a well in you. Worming up to eternal life. He said it will never finish. Hallelujah. So, and Jesus demonstrated that, and I close now like in that John chapter 2. When their wife they told Master that they need a wife. When the first said they need her, Jesus did respond. Listen to me. Jesus will not tamper with your marriage or your own until he sees that second thing in you, which is whatever he says unto you, do that there is crisis does not mean we ask. Her. Because when it tells people to do so, people will not listen. I have, people have come to me, but you tell them things, they go back and they see, they don't listen to you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. A lady wanted to marry a girl that was not born again. And we asked her, uh, Pastor David to ask her, one of us will then, Pastor David just say ah. and, you know, I don't speak against anybody. I was just like, oh, are you sure? In marriage, anything, if that's what you want, you know I'm, I'm one person who doesn't control anybody's life. If that is what you want, but just think about it. all our mother say is that, oh, is that what you want? Are you sure? She began to cry. Pastor just said that. Ah, we learned that the guy you want to marry. And then she began to cry also. If our three leaders spoke to her differently, nobody said don't marry you. We just said that. Ah, we. Oh, this guy. But you are like this. Is like this. Are you sure? And then she started crying. She would be weeping seriously, but she went out with the marriage. Why was she crying? She knew that something was wrong with the relationship. But then she went at it. Hallelujah. And I attended the marriage anyway. If I went forward to go and take a picture with her. Because you don't turn it into a personal fight. This is what you believe. Somebody who doesn't believe it, Fine. No problem. And sincerely speaking, I don't wish people evil because they disobey me. I don't start thinking in my heart that let something happen that will teach them a lesson. That's a wicked person who thinks like that. All I say is, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. That I cannot be wishing. If I ask you not to, but well, I don't even say all that. But anyway. But I ask you not to do something. So I'm, I want you to do it. So I, then you want to? Do, I want something bad to to you, so that you can feel that that person was listening to. God forbid I be like that It doesn't. It doesn't. If he want to marry, even if you tell me that you want to marry, she The Bukuraam leader. Once I said, "Are you sure?" You know, this guy is. I so, you say that's what we want. I will attend your wedding, provided Bukuraam members are not there. So, so <laughs> If <laughs> you got that kind of wedding to watch and pray, they do I watch very well. If I see that okay it doesn't look threatening, maybe on that day he decided to be a, a civilian man. I will attend and I'll eat right, but I think I I'll go with takeaway. <laughs> because while we are eating, we don't know what can happen. So can I have take away? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> the angel that is watching over you can say that. I can watch over you before the food. While you are eating, I leave me alone. <laughs> so take takeaway. Hallelujah. Are you following me? <laughs> Amen. Once, until you get to a point that you say that whatever He says to me, I will do. So I want to ask you, are you willing to let Agnes go and let the Lord, whatever He says to you, do. Will you do whatever He teaches you about your marriage? If I show you from God's word, what the Bible says about marriage, it is then that you have a new wine, that is sweeter, in Jesus' name, those of us in this church, we will demonstrate what Jesus did. That we don't bring forth the good wine first. It gets better and better. For the part of the just. It's a light that shines brighter. Your whole testimony will be that at the beginning of our marriage, a bit of friction because we didn't understand each other very well. But now we understand ourselves better. We are living heaven on earth. When every year you measure the level of your argument is getting lower and lower and lower, by the time your children are level 12, they cannot even see you arguing about anything, you understand that's coming you know that you will not like the same thing, no problem but you don't fuse around it and make an issue out of it if your wife says that she loves this thing, and you love this if your wife loves Mayu and you love Chelsea even the day like this afternoon, you win by 6-0 you don't rub it on her face you just hug her and tell her how much you love her even though your team just won. By the way, that's, one of, that's, that's, that's what's going to happen this. Don't send me SMS if it does not happen. Because right now, I don't have confidence in my team anymore. I think the boys want to get rid of our coach. No, I think that's what will happen, really. He made a mistake I should not have made with coaster. and I think the boys are angry. Because now they are playing very bad football. Even the one we won, like was very obvious that they were not really playing. So, that's the, that's, 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 So if I don't want to watch this afternoon, if... Uh, I won't be there, so don't send me a message. Because would like to greet me when Chelsea has lost. But I'm just checking on how you. How are you doing this? I know what they are trying to say. Now, I am fine, as you can see. Don't check on me. <laughs> Hallelujah. But if, you, if we win, you can check. <laughs> oh, it's majesty as is a... But the interesting thing is that Arsenal can surprise you it's talk that will be them, but be close my notes. But then let's see. It will be my joy to see 7-0. <laughs> Hallelujah. It doesn't mean I'm thinking it just a desire. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you hearing me today? <laughs> Say every man. But I am not every man. My wine We get better. Every day. In Jesus' name, you can measure the temperature. You can measure the temperature of your love in your marriage, and it's getting warmer and warmer. Understanding, he said, this is God's pattern. You are eighty. the wine. I was shocked. Up to now, Pastor, anybody see the first his wife as his girlfriend? I'm sure you've observed that they are as close as anything. When Bishop saw was talking, because of the accident that Bishop Adebowale escaped. That was a very serious attack on maintenance. You know, you heard the beginning of the whole thing. They were planning to travel. They didn't even tell anybody they were traveling. Six thirty a.m. Pastor, anybody came to the house. Six thirty a.m. I will say that's why he said that. You need to be part of a praying family. People praying for you. And he said that he sat in his the situation camp and he saw a vision. He saw a vision of people, something like that. And he said he found he in that vision, shouting that why, why, what is the living doing among the dead? And as early as 5 a.m., jumped with his car, an old man, and drove from Camp all the way to water. No cornway servant. He just said they knock on their door and the of Asadibui, And they didn't talk with them. Pray around the house, pray for everybody, and enter his car and left. That was the only thing that gave them that when nothing happened in the air. Then need was, and, and, and the family was inside. They played God to Lagos supernaturally. Some of the people that talks, you know, boldness. He became weak. He was doing Thanksgiving. And he said that, who says you don't need a spiritual father? He said, I am a prophet, So Why I didn't see it, I don't know. A yeah, day before, I still prayed for people and they got well. But why he didn't see it? Because you can't see everything. Paul said, Pray for us. Apostle Paul. He said, Pray for us. At his level. Ask able to pray for him. Why did Jesus tell the disciples? Why did he tell them? Why did he tell them to pray with him? In the Garden of Gethsemane, as he was praying, he said, I can't watch me for one hour. No matter who you are, there will be a time in your life you will need people to stand with you in prayer. Yeah. Even the master, and you could see his expression, when he came back and he saw them sleeping, he was disappointed. And he told them, he said, can't you just do one hour with me? He said, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful. There is sorrow here. I need people to pray. No matter, except you are not in the flesh anymore. This is why, be part of a praying family. You need it. I've just said, Jesus needed it. Paul needed it. If those two people needed it, you need it. What pains me most is that those who need things are the ones who move away from it. Many times when we finish praying six to seven on Saturday, I stay back, pray till twelve. And no matter how well, I prayed on Saturday, I meeting I attend. Some of you cannot pray for one hour, yet we will not attend prayer meeting. And I said that has been the case of the body of Christ forever. And so been, let me tell you one for that. You can quote me anywhere. When Elisha went to the house of the widows, that if I told the workers yesterday, he went to the widow because God wanted to bless the widow. She had that last meal. God didn't tell Elijah to go to someone that had 10 plates of meal. How come God sent Elijah to the one that had Because God wanted to multiply the meal. Many times when they ask people to, I'm not talking about those who play gimme. Sincerely, if you saw the gospel, giving is part of the gospel. Paul called for giving. Moses called for this in wilderness. When they ask people to give, some people shut out themselves that do have money. It's for the rich. Many times that call is to help people like that. The, that story that I have nothing will change forever if they respond in faith. It's the same thing about when they call for prayer, if I ask people to wait, come behind tonight to pray, almost all leaders will come back. Those who are already praying are the ones who will come back to pray. Those who don't pray are the ones who will not come. And they need it more. We are not giving it to us I am just saying that. It's the same thing when they call for giving. Some just show them say that. Why don't you do like with those mice? Even if all you have is 1,000 and you give 500 out of them, just respond. Just respond. But some people, it's not... So God, forever listen to me. God is not concerned about the amount. Just obey. Somebody has 10,000 in his account, even if just to take 500 and respond, you have identified what is going on. But people shut themselves out. Like, I do have money. I only have to even this 10K I want to do. And then, what will 500 do to you? When you see where we deceive people when we lay emphasis on uh, the amount. Everybody, only I want to send to come and give 100,000. What about those who don't have 100,000? But I'm saying that in a genuine giving, it is God's pattern to bless everybody. But those who need it most are the ones who will not respond. Are you following me? Are you following me? Amen uh, Is somebody with me yes, sir. Thank you Lord Jesus Amen. Amen For us It keeps getting better And better Amen. And better Amen. In Jesus name Amen. This is God's plan For marriage Among believers Glory to God. Shall we write?